Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Five o'clock hour of the Burns and Gambo Show. We are live from the Auction Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Suns and the LA Lakers coming up tonight. You'll hear the game right here on Arizona Sports. That's a seven o'clock tip time. As the Suns, we look to see how they respond after their loss to Oklahoma City and what Monty does differently. He fell on the sword quite a bit at the end of that game, saying a lot of what happened was his fault with the rotations, not finding the right guys. Quote, and this was something he said in the days after the Oklahoma City game. Quote, from this point on, it's going to be more of a concise rotation. Close quote. Ooh, okay. I wonder what that means, and That's more so specifically, I wonder who that means. It's so hard to, to do that when you've got two starters out, you know? Because now two bench guys have to start, and then two guys who wouldn't play have to now be part of the rotation as your bench guy. It's just it's 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 easier done when everybody's playing than it is when you're without key guys. Yeah, I mean, you look at, okay, so here's the here's the box score from the Thunder and the Suns okay. on Sunday. All right. Devin Booker played 36. Chris Paul played 33. Torrey Craig played 31. Okay, those are you guys who played 30 or more minutes. Okay, okay. so Booker, Paul, and Torrey Craig. Everybody else that I'm about to read off played at least 13 minutes in that game. And that includes... Josh Akogi, Bismack Biombo, Ish Wainwright, Jock Landale, Campaign, Damian Lee, Landry Shamit, Terrence Ross. All of those guys. And that was how many did I just mention there? One, two, everybody three, four, one. five, six, seven, eight. Eight guys. Everybody but TJ Warren, I think. Everybody but Darius Baisley, but Darius Baisley who played seven, yeah, yeah. and TJ Warren, who didn't, didn't play, play at all. Got at least 12 minutes of action in that game as Monty was, and let's just call it like it is, he was struggling. He was struggling to find the right mix of guys that he wanted on the floor at the same time. He just could not, and that's what he felt bad about after the game. That's what he fell on the sword for after the game. He's like, I, I just couldn't find the combination. I was trying. And so, what does concise look like? And you're right, it's hard. It's hard when you're missing Kevin Durant. It's hard when you're missing DeAndre Ayton. I mean, because yeah, now you have two guys that have to start that aren't typical starters. Yeah. Yeah, and so and then your bench suffers too because your bench isn't as strong, and then you know that eighteen to two run, ten ten not ten zero of that eighteen to two run that Oklahoma City had was with all the bench guys in, you know, so all the bench guys are in. So then you feel like you got to four you're forced to bring Devin back, but Devin Booker back too early. See, you see, it's you're trying to balance this because last week a lot of the talk was I'm 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 playing book too much I'm playing book too much we can't have him play that many minutes because what was the game they ran him into the ground and they still lost was it the, the Bucks the Bucks it game. was the Bucks game so part of it is I don't want to wear out Devin Booker because I don't have anybody else yeah but then I want to have this rotation that shortened and I rely so what is it like how does that work no you know it, how do it, you balance the two I'm glad you said that because it's in some ways it's exactly the same message that we're getting about the officiating, right? Like last week it was, oh, we're not getting calls. It was the Bucks, What's the going Bucks on game. out there? Yeah. yeah, I mean, why is Giannis getting all these calls? Uh, after Oklahoma City, it was like, we have to stop complaining about the calls right. too much. Right. Which we is have it. to stop fouling guys. It's us. We're fouling guys at the end of the shot clock. Yeah, it, and it does feel like a, an over-correction to a certain point. of Because Book did play too many minutes. He did. And he paid for it against the Orlando Magic when he was clearly not right in the first half of that game probably from playing as many minutes as he did on the second night of a back-to-back you could see if you were watching that game on Sunday and I know you were you could see 
Monty was holding off as long as he could before putting Book back in that game in the fourth quarter. He didn't want to. He wanted to give him his rest. And I at some point, he's like, 655. I'm going to look at my notes here, but I think 655. He could have easily justified bringing him in with eight minutes to go, nine minutes to go before that thing got wild and out of control or calling a timeout in the middle of that. I think you're right. 655. It was 655. He could have easily brought him in a minute or two before that. I don't think but, he, wa- he didn't want he, to. But he, he, he brought him in. You got to remember, so they're up by 10. Then they go on a 10 nothing run, okay, to cut it, to tie it at 100. Mm-hmm. He brings Book back right after Torrey just had scored to make it 102-100. So they had a 10-point lead. It, can't, it was tied. He got Book up. Book went to the table at a, with the, when the score was tied because they had just run. They had just tied the freaking game. Mm-hmm. Like I got to get Devin Booker back, and I can't score a basket here. Tory scored. Then they brought Book right. They brought Book in right there at that point. And then even after that, the run continued because Orlando, um, Oklahoma, City. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City got up by six. They got up 110-104, so even Book coming back wasn't able to they, they wasn't able to stop it. They still, still scored. They still went on a 10-2 run as part of that. So there were just two big runs, and Book was in the middle of it. Yeah, he, 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 I just, I'm just talking about that first 10-0 burst, getting him out there a little sooner. Cause Should it was, you have got him was, out sooner? Yeah, but, but you didn't want to because you're, you're concerned about minutes you're for You're concerned him. about the minutes. And you're concerned about minutes for him tonight, and, you, and I'm sure we'll see. I just I want to know what, what is, what, who, who pays the price for concise? Who is it? Who's What's the definition of concise? Concise means smaller. You're you're you're, okay. you're going to compress it. You're going to make okay. it more concise. So concise. who who pays the price for that? Who's who is it? Damian Lee? Is it Terrence Ross? Um, I don't think is it. Can, I don't think you can with Ross. I don't think you can with Ross because I think Ross got promised. Well, so I break a promise. <laughs> then you don't. Do you know how this works? You can't. You can't break you promises with the agent. I you know. can't break promises. If, if word gets out that you're breaking promises, then it's going to be a hard time for you I to want sign my the guy, next guy. Yeah, I, like I my it. guy will I sign with it. you, but he's got to get. He's got to average around 12 minutes a game, 15 yeah. minutes a game, or else we're not going to sign with you. I would say Landry Shamit over Damian Lee right now because Shamit at least played well in that game and he gives you more defense. I'm thinking Lee is the guy too. Okay, so Lee's Lee's out. Give me another one. Uh, well, Baisley, I, I okay. Baisley's out. T.J. Warren's out. Yeah. Now, and and Mitch, that's a good point. He makes it on teams. He could have jumped on the microphone too. If Aiton is healthy, it's going to be Jock or Biz. One of them gets cut down to next to nothing. Right, but, but not hurt. tonight. So not tonight. One right. of them's got to play tonight. The the whole point. They both got to play tonight. Yeah, they, that's what I mean. They, yeah. You're not cutting either one of those guys' minutes. They both have to play. Tonight. My guess is more Shamit, less Lee. But that even that that's not that much of a compression. Not when you're missing two guys. So we'll see. We'll see. And, and in the middle of all of this, T.J. Warren is not playing. You know, like I, I, I saw at least one suggestion today from our friends over at Bright Side of the Sun. Man, at least try T.J. Warren. At least see what he can do. You know, he's gotten no runs since he's been here. None. He has nine total points. I believe it's nine total points since he's been here. Nine total points for T.J. Warren. Yeah. And when he got here, you were like, okay, it's another scorer for the Suns off the bench. He's not playing. No, not at all. Not one bit. You know why? Because he doesn't play defense. 
That's the problem. Is they, have that, to, they have they have a certain amount of guys that are just very one-dimensional in their game. That's, or they signed an equivalent guy off the buyout market who does exactly the same thing in Terrence Ross. That's kind of the thing. Like Terrence, it's and as much as I advocated for Terrence Ross, that's a really good point. You almost kind of duplicated him by signing Terrence Ross off the buyout, right? Like okay, Terrence Ross is a better three point shooter, better shooter than TJ Warren. TJ better is a shooter. better scorer inside. But, but if we're talking about up. a scorer, I mean they're both kind of similar. They don't defend and they both get buckets. You know that's yeah. what they're out there for. You can't play both of them. It's kind of a redundant. You have to choose one. And if it's a minutes thing, promised in the buyout market, then you're just going to have to go in all likelihood with Terrence Ross. And yeah, the like buyout that. market is a real tricky thing because yeah, these because that player can decide where he's going to go and he's going somewhere based on who's going to play me. Yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Famers Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks are headed to Chase Field for one night only on December 8th. Tickets are going to go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., but you can win a pair of tickets right now by visiting the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. What is the plan, Arizona Cardinals? No, like, seriously, we'd actually like to know what's the plan. Please. That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 32 out of 32. That is the NFL. We're striving for, baby. The NFL.com's. Power rankings. Power tankings. Eight tats. We're going to call them the power tankings. Give, give, that, give that to me one more time, please. I just, I love it. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Ain't that something? DeAndre Aiden. Uh, yeah, the power tankings, not the, the power, power rankings. rankings yes. We don't normally, normally we honestly don't like talking about power rankings we at all here them. on the show. We hate them. But, but sometimes every now and then they give you something that you just kind of have to talk about a little bit. Yes. And in NFL.com's latest power rankings, they have the Suns, uh, they have the Suns, the Cardinals, 32nd out of 32 teams in the NFL dead last behind the Colts, behind the Commanders, behind the Texans, dead last based off of the, the roster and the way it looks right now. And I tell you, based off of the first week and a half of free agency, and the way things have gone so far, who they've lost, who they've signed, it's hard. It's almost impossible to disagree with that. I don't want to say it's completely. It's really hard to say they got it wrong and the Cardinals shouldn't be in last. They I should done, be in last. Anything. No, they, they haven't they, done they anything. Haven't, they, they've, been, they've been awfully quiet in free agency, and the players they have signed, I mean, for the most part, they stink. Okay? They signed an offensive lineman yesterday that's one of the worst offensive linemen in the league, gave up the most sacks and the most pressures, and you can talk all you want about, oh, he'll be better at the guard spot. Well, if he was better at the guard spot, they would have played him at guard. Um, he didn't play a whole lot of guard anyway. He played a little bit, but not a whole lot. And yes, they absolutely needed a tackle, so he got forced into the position, but he's not very good. They signed a defensive lineman who's a tweener. He's not good enough to play on the outside, on the edge, but he's also not good enough to play on the inside. Not strong enough inside, not quick enough outside. You know, Seattle let him go because he was not good. So they're signing players who are just not good. Which, okay, you know what? Listen, I'm all for the plan of tanking and not being good to get yourself in a position to have another great pick next year. Two years in a row with top five picks. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. The thing is, I just don't know if they believe that. I don't know if that's what they're doing or not. I don't have any indication from anywhere that that is like that. That's their plan. If that's their plan, I'm fine with it. I think you're fine with it, too. I'm very fine. The question is, is that their plan? We don't know. I, 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 okay. Actions speak louder than words? Well, 
Yeah. I mean, what do you want? A neon sign on the corner of yes, I-10 and like Warner? That would be nice. Uh, and the, uh, we're tanking. We are not trying to win. Yes. I mean, is that what you require? Yes. I, I mean, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's very clear what they're doing. I think very clear. Very obvious. I, I I think it's it's the it's the it's the equivalent of a neon sign on the I ten and Warner. I, I I think it's yeah. They they took a good long hard look in the mirror and they know they know they know they're not going to be good this year. They know their quarterback is going to miss three games, five games, six games, eight games. Who knows how long he's going to be out? Who knows how long until he's back to normal? I, I they're looking at a roster that has holes all over the place. That got guys making money who shouldn't be making money. Dead cap hits all over the place. They need to reset, reboot, restart, and that's what this year is going to be. Now, that's it's tough to sell. It's really, really hard to sell, you know. Mm-hmm. But we've seen it sold in this town right. before. Ryan McDonough sold it for years. He did. The Coyotes are currently selling that. And you, but you knew it. You knew it. Yeah. You knew what the plan was. You knew what McDonough's plan was. But uh, you know I, what the Coyotes' plan was. I know what this plan is. I know it. I don't need to have it told to me. These are new people, man. I don't know if they don't know what the for the. No, I, I, I hope I, I hope that that's the plan. Okay. But do I believe that's the plan? I I'm not sure. Okay, let's go down that road for a second because okay. that that is an interesting point. We don't know these people. Monty's new to us. Jonathan Gannon is new to us. Dave Sears is new to us. We we don't we don't know them. So maybe maybe I'm making a mistake in giving them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I'm making the mistake in assuming that this is the plan because act, actions speak louder than words. If if this is if this is their version of thinking that they're building a winning football team, okay, we got problems. Okay, all right. Okay, well, I'll give you that. We I I just to me it's so blatant. It's so obvious, right? They're all one-year deals. None of them are proven guys. None of them are so really wide established guys. Catches last year. I, look, some of the moves, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I hate everything they've done. I like re-signing Will Hernandez. I like re-signing Kelvin Beecham. Okay, some these of these guys. These yeah. are not high impact. I like Kazir White. I like that move. Um, Antonio Hamilton, I'm fine with bringing him back. Okay, I mean, he shouldn't be a starting corner, but as a depth guy, yeah, I'm fine with bringing him back. I, I don't want to sit here and paint this picture like every single thing, every single thing they've done is god awful and horrible because it's not. They've they've made some good, solid, foundational moves mm. in. In pieces, right? In chunks. Because you've got a lot of holes, and you're not fixing those holes with flex tape. You're filling them with, fixing them with scotch tape. I, I agree. I, you know? I, I agree. I guess this is where you and I split, all right? I am giving the new staff the benefit of the doubt because I think it's very patently obvious what they're doing. You would prefer the neon sign. I, is, is, I is, would, that, is that fair? Man, they're making a lot of bad moves. These players are signing a garbage. They've signed some really bad football players. So, like, you know, and you can't justify that these are good signings. Nobody can. I'm not trying to. No, I'm not saying you are. But I'm saying, like, I, why didn't you re-sign Zach Allen or Byron Murphy? Why, why, didn't, why aren't you signing any young guys who, may okay, maybe you're not going to win this year, but might be able to help you in a couple of years? Like, I am, I'm all for like, hey, we're not going to be good. We need to be back in the top five of the draft next year because we may want a quarterback next year if Kyler's no good. Like, okay, like I, 
I just think that somehow that plan's got to get out. Like somebody's got to get the somebody's got to identify the secret plans and you know leak the secret plans to somebody. <laughs> you want, I want Watergate. You want, you want the you want the rebels to seal the plans to the Death Star and get into Princess Leia so we know how to blow the thing up. Is like, that what you're looking for? You've got to somehow make people understand that this is your plan. You can't be hush hush on this and then sit there and make these signings and be like, oh, this is because that people are people. You know, there are people that are paying. Good money for season tickets, and I've heard from a lot of people. I'm not getting. I'm not buying any more season tickets well, with this team. And and that's and that's where things get tricky. And honestly, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know what to do because teams do this, right? It, it, we just chronicle teams in this market do this. All right. The the I, I mean, look, we're being honest about it. The Diamondbacks have kind of done it for the last couple of years. Not. Tanking per se, but certainly knowing that this is not the time for them to spend and be competitive. You know, that's been going on with them for the last year, couple of years, too. I think it's implied. I think it's understood. I think it was implied and understood with the Diamondbacks, what they've been doing the last couple of years. I think it's, it was very much understood what the Suns were doing all those years under Ryan McDonough. I mean, hell, we were going on Tankathon every single day at this time. Yeah. Simulating the lottery and counting ping pong balls. Bill Armstrong, I'll give him credit. He has come out and just flat out said. It. All right. This is what we are trying to do. It's going to take seven years and it's going to take a long time. But I also think that he has that kind of flexibility to do that with his program because it's the Coyotes. They don't quite move the needle in this market the way the others do. If I'm just being really honest about it, like he can he can afford to come out and say, yeah, we've got a long term vision. We've got a long term plan. They're playing in an arena that sits seats forty five hundred people. Right. It's not like they're getting giant crowds anyway right now or expecting giants crowd. They're in a position where they can be really brutally honest with their fan base about what they're doing. Not everybody else just comes out and says it like that. Gamble. I said it before. I'll say it again. Actions speak louder than words, and the Cardinals' actions are telling me everything I need to know. Because the only other alternative is that this new crew just does not know what they're doing at all. And and I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that. I think they know exactly what they're doing. Okay. First time GM. First time GM. Never done it before. I think they know exactly what they're doing. Okay. Could it be a combination? And then, and I'm not the devil's advocate guy here. Okay. Yes. And I probably think that that's the way they're doing it too. They just realize that they, there's not a snowball's chance and now they're going to be competitive next year. They might as well not put, not try to but get a bunch of guys. Cause what's the difference in all honesty between going six and 11 or three and 14. Can I tell you what the difference is? Yeah, the draft pick. You're picking ninth versus picking second. Exactly. I'd rather win three games than win six games. And I know that sounds harsh, but I would rather. Listen, I've been around this market a long time. This market, more than any other market, mediocrity doesn't do anything for you. Fans are passionate if you're really good or fans are passionate if you're really bad. But they're not very passionate when you're mediocre. So be really bad or be really good and you'll have the fans, you know, you you know, passionate about you. But mediocrity, you know, six, seven, eight wins, you're better off winning three games and having a better pick. Yeah, and maybe they've embraced that. Maybe that's exactly what they're doing. Or maybe they don't have any money to spend. Or maybe there's that too. And that's something to think about. And maybe that, there's just and, no money to spend. And that is a factor in this conversation that has to be yes. factored in. I, I don't deny that at all, that maybe this is just not the time for them to spend the money. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show here on Arizona Sports, we turn our attention to the NBA. The game's in progress right now. The game's from last night. Where the Suns stand and all the players coming and all the players going. That's next on the Burns and Gambo show. 
Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. In the Western Conference right now, the NBA is a little bit like an airport. You've got uh, arrivals on one floor, departures on another, dropping off, picking up, people coming, people going, people checking bags, etc., etc. We're about two and a half, three weeks away from the end of the regular season, and the Western Conference is in complete, total, utter flux right now because of players who are returning, departing, not quite back. It's happening to just about every team in the Western Conference, which I think is in part why there's been very little change across the Western Conference. Just about everybody is dealing with a little bit of something right now. Probably the biggest news in the conference right now today at this moment. Ja, Paul. I was going to say Paul okay, George. Paul George. Paul George. Okay. Two to three weeks. He's. I think Jaw's a very close second. And I could be wrong. Maybe I flip-flopped those two. But Paul George hurt his knee last night with about four and a half minutes to go in the Clippers' eventual loss to OKC. Now, we'll talk about OKC in a minute because they're making a charge right now up the hill. But for Paul George, they've ruled him out. They're going to say he's, they're going to reevaluate him in two to three weeks, which basically means he's probably out for most of the regular season. The question now becomes, where do they fall without him? How far do they fall without him? And what sort of jeopardy are they in without their Robin to their Batman and Kawhi. Yeah, you know the thing I think about. I don't know how people think about it in different ways. For me, I'm thinking about um, the the Suns are going to be the four seed. They're going to be the four seed. I truly believe that they're not going to move up and they're not going to fall down. But who are they going to play at five? I'm watching this Golden State Dallas game right now, so I think that's a factor. Can Golden State get to five? You know, with Paul George out, I almost would rather the Clippers stay at five right now, and you take your shot with the Clippers with an injured Paul George, than have the Golden State Warriors get. So just the way no, that's you, a good thought. So, I, I hadn't so, even thought of it that so way. So the way I think about it is simply, you know, what's the most important thing to the Suns? John Morant doesn't affect the Phoenix Suns in the first round of the NBA playoffs. They ain't playing. They're not playing. Carl Anthony Towns coming back does not affect the Phoenix Suns in the first round of the playoffs. They're not playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. Who can they play? They could play Golden State, which was without Wiggins. They could play Dallas, which has Luka back, but no Kyrie. Or they could play the Clippers, who don't have Paul George for at least the rest of the regular season. So that's the way I think about it. So to me, it's really about who is going to end up in five, because that's who the Suns are going to Which face. is an interesting way of looking at it, because if I'm looking... Okay, right now the Clippers are at five. They've got 35 losses. Golden State has 36. Oklahoma City has 36. Dallas has 36. Minnesota has 37. Utah has 36. There are only two games in the loss column separating six different teams, any one of which could rise to the occasion of being the fifth seed, given that they're only separated by two games. That's the level of separation. How far is Minnesota out from the Minnesota five Minnesota is two games in the loss column behind the fifth seed. Okay. Now, currently, right now, they're ninth. Okay, so they have a lot of teams they have to leapfrog. But given that they're all bunched in so tightly, I, I, I envision this like an auto race, you know, where you've got, like, four cars coming on the straightaway, right? They're all side by side, or like a horse race, right, where, where the horses are all side by side at this point. Yeah. I don't think Minnesota's going to get to five. I'm just bringing up the idea that they're just two games behind. They're, they're packed okay. in so tight that maybe... Now, I think, personally... I think it's either Golden State, the Mavs, or the Clippers for, for five. You're probably right. That's what I think. One of those three. So I'm going to tell you, Oklahoma City is... Okay, I'm looking at the... That's your, that's your dark horse right there. The How? NBA standings, all right? I'm looking at ESPN.com. They've got the column at the far right, your record in your last 10 games. 
Okay? Okay. This is, this is going to be fun. Let's do this. Okay. All right? From one all the way down, and you'll know which one Oklahoma City is. Five and five, six and four, six and four, five and five, five and five, four and six, eight and two, four and six, five and five, five and five, six and four, five and five. They're the only team that's even remotely better than 500. There are a couple teams that are barely above 500. But for the most part, they're the only team in the West right now who are hot enough to say they've won eight of their last ten games. Everybody else is just playing a very blah, mediocre brand of basketball right now, except for Oklahoma. Is that going to carry that to the end? I don't know. Maybe. But maybe. Shea Gilgis Alexander is good. He's good. He's really good. Josh Giddy's good. They're young. Dort's good. Like, so, you see the defense Dort was playing on Kawhi last night yeah, in the final shut position? Him, shut him down. He locked Kawhi up, man. Kawhi had... Now, some people think Kawhi oh my God. Look, thought the game what? was tied. Hmm. Do yourself a favor. Go look at the Thunder schedule real quick. Look at the Oklahoma City Thunder schedule. You might be on to something here. Stand by. You might be on to something. Stand by. All right, so they've, they've got, what, 10 games to go? Yeah, look at the games they're playing. Okay, they've got the Clippers with again. An, with an injured Paul George. The Lakers. With an injured LeBron James. Portland. Not a good team. Charlotte. Not a good team. Detroit. Not a good team. Indiana. Not a good team. The Suns. Might not have KD back. Golden State. Okay. Utah. Not Memphis. a playoff team right now. Yeah. Their schedule's easy. Their schedule's pretty pretty easy. Easy like Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. They're yeah. going to win a lot of those games. I just, They're going to win some games here. Look out for them. Okay. I, that's fair. It's just, a fair. I'm just glad you brought that up. That's fair. Maybe they make a run. Um, we'll see. I, I don't know. So uh, the game's going on right now. Uh, you mentioned Dallas and the Warriors. That's 50 to 47. Five and a half minutes to go in the second quarter of that game. I mentioned arrivals and departures. This game's got a little bit of both. Arriving, Luka Doncic on runway one. He showed up today after missing the last five games with a thigh injury. He's back and playing for the Mavs. He's got 12 points in 14 minutes. Departing on runway two would be Kyrie Irving. Reaggravated a foot injury. He's not playing in this game right. tonight. They just can't get those Man. two guys on the floor at the, the same time. The whole West is just about that, isn't it? The whole totally. West is about totally. every single thing. And Golden State, like, Wiggins still isn't back yet for Golden State. Biggest mystery in the world where he's at. Right. And what, he's dealing with a family matter. Everyone's really respecting his privacy. Nobody has any idea when he's going to be back. Or if he's going to no be clue. back. Or if he's going to be like, back. That's a big factor in whether the Golden State Warriors have a legitimate shot to win playoff series or not, whether Wiggins comes back. Okay, in the arrivals department, there's John Morant. He's back. He's played three minutes off the bench so far. He scored three points. Memphis is beating the Rockets right now, 39-34. That's a nice soft landing spot, the Rockets. Very soft. Cushy. Nice and nice yeah. and soft. Oh, no doubt about it. He's back. That's a good. That's a good soft landing in the arrivals department. I'll take Carl Anthony Towns for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. Nine nine minutes so far. He's got twelve points. They're beating the Atlanta Hawks forty three forty. Now okay. there's a lot. There's a lot to discuss tomorrow with these players all coming back today. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is a guy to me. I wonder if that's going to end up doing more harm than good. Just because it's been so long. And let's be honest, it wasn't working real well when he was there before he got hurt. Unless they just use him as a bench guy. 
15 minutes a game? Uh, oh, it's Carl Anthony Towns. You only going to play him 15 minutes a game? I don't know. I mean, if it doesn't work with the starters, if that combination of the... If, you, if you're not reinventing Akeem Olajuwon and Ralph Sampson in the Twin Towers, and if it, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It doesn't look like Anthony Edwards is playing tonight for Minnesota. They're two minutes into the second quarter. He has yet to come into the game, so I wonder if he is not available for tonight's game as well. And then, of course, tonight's opponent, LeBron James, no idea when he's going to come back. Absolutely no clue. He'll come back if they have a chance to make the playoffs. Like at the end. At the very end, like in the last week. Like if they're they're not going to make it, he might not come back and you know, take a chance of re-injuring himself. Zion Williamson going to be reevaluated in two more weeks. Pelicans are hanging on by a thread. I mean, they're they're, they're in the same position the Lakers are. So I guess if we're going to talk about the Lakers, we should talk about New and Orleans. Everybody after last year, after they pushed the Suns to the brink and lost in six, thought that that was going to be the team on the rise this year. Nobody thought it was going to be Sacramento. No, everybody thought it was going to be New Orleans. Yep. Yeah, hasn't happened. And it hasn't happened. Hasn't happened. Zion can't stay healthy. The pristine teams. Denver's been relatively pristine. I think they're just fighting their own boredom right now. Uh, Sacramento, we've talked about it many times. They've been very pristine so far this year. So healthy. So healthy all year. Yeah, they played. They, they scheduled loss for them last night. They hit Boston on the second night of a back-to-back. They've lost consecutive games for the first time in nearly two months. Um, probably more of a schedule thing than anything else. They don't play again until they play the Suns on Friday. So they're going to be nice and rested for that game on Sunday. That'll be real. And then and that game's here? That game's there. It's there. Okay. It's That's in there. Sacramento. And then the second night of that back-to-back, the Suns are back here against the 76ers. Ugh. Ugh. And Embiid's playing out of his mind, and they've still got some positioning to play for. Yeah, they're playing really well. Like the Sixers, like you think, I think Milwaukee's the best team in the East, then Boston and Philly third. But it's so top-heavy there where a lot of people feel that the best teams in the West are the teams that are in the middle, not the teams that are at the top. We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. Maybe you're even listening to us on the podcast forum right now. If you are, hi, how are you doing? Subscribe on your iPhone or your Android. You'll never miss any of our show. The Burns and Gambo Show is brought to you by Carol. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com and start packing. Here's a crazy suggestion about the Arizona Cardinals. Improving their running back room. Maybe checking in on the GM's former team. An interesting suggestion that we will talk about next on Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? All right, we covered a lot of the NBA stuff in the last segment, but I'll go through it again one more time. But locally, what we're going to watch tonight, Suns-Lakers, 7 o'clock. we got bonus Burns and Gambo. We're with you till 6.30. So keep it here with that until we turn things over to the pregame coverage of the Suns and the Lakers at 7 o'clock. We've also got the Coyotes there in Edmonton tonight taking on the Oilers. That game starts at 7.30 tonight, and you'll hear that one on ESPN 620 and 98.7 HD2. Around the NBA, as we mentioned, a lot of games in the Western Conference that certainly warrant keeping an eye on tonight. Right now, with two minutes to go in the game, in the uh, first half, pardon me, Golden State is beating Dallas 57-56. 
The Nuggets are 21 points better than the Wizards right now. 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter there. Um, let's see, what else? Grizzlies over the Rockets, 48-45. Eight minutes to go in the second quarter. I haven't seen it yet, but I saw on Twitter, apparently John ja Morant unleashed a vicious dunk in that game. Oh, that bears some watching. He can do that. He does from time to time, yes. Bucks would beat the Spurs. Uh, Timberwolves, 49-45 over the Hawks right now. with about six minutes to go in the first half of that game. All those games, with the exception of the Bucks, one way or another play into the Western Conference standings. But mostly, the Suns tonight taking on the LA Lakers. We'll keep an eye on that. I imagine we'll be talking about that. I, wa- I meant to mention this too. Should have at 3.30. Normally we talk to James Jones every Wednesday at 3.30. We had a bit of a scheduling issue with him. Have we heard... Tomorrow, 2.30. All right? James Jones, tomorrow, 2.30. Okay. So he'll join us then. Normally, we have him on Wednesdays. Nothing. um, Just we had to reschedule. Things came up. So there's that. All right. Now for something completely different on the Burns and Gambo show. Something we haven't talked about yet today. Let's do it at all. Derrick Henry and the Arizona Cardinals. Derrick Henry? The running back? <laughs> Derek. All right, uh, there's so, a lot of reports out there. The Titans are working to trade their star running back. Rumored compensation is a second and third round draft pick. So there's a lot of teams out there. There's a story out there right now. The Miami Dolphins. Uh, Derek Henry isn't the missing piece for the Dolphins. And three insane trade proposals for the Broncos to get Derek Henry. And, of course, this. Cardinals named as possible landing spot for Derrick Henry. Pro Football Focus did a story today in which they projected possible trade landing spots for certain players. Cardinals were mentioned twice in this story. Okay. The first time was about DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, they're going to trade him, presumably. Where are possible landing spots for D-Hop? And the Panthers were mentioned, and the Giants were mentioned, and the Patriots were mentioned, and they concluded the best fit was the Carolina Panthers. I took a screenshot of that. I sent it to you. I'm like, okay, we can probably talk about this today. Then I scrolled down a little bit just to see on the off chance, was there anybody? Was there anything else interesting in this story? Derrick Henry, Tennessee Titans, possible landing spots: Chicago Bears, Arizona Cardinals, Buffalo Bills. Best fit: Chicago Bears. How does the car? How do the Cardinals, who have James Conner under contract, even get into the conversation for Derrick Henry? And I know the Titans want to cut salary, but how does that even? They have a running back who's an older running back and plays a very similar style to him. Two words: Monty Austinfort. That's it. Uh, that's, and that's not enough, but that, that's got to be it, right? That's got to be the connection. It's, hey, no, I can, the, the Cardinals just hired yeah. the former assistant GM, and now he's the GM, and maybe there's a connection, and blah, blah, blah. and all that, that's, that, that, that can only be, because every other smell test, this does not pass. Right, every other okay. Why and every it doesn't check any box. None. Now I know I'm prejudiced against running backs and I'm prejudiced against paying running backs and I certainly am prejudiced against giving up a second and a third for Derrick Henry. Yeah, no thanks. I'll pass. So maybe I'm a little biased on this one. But there's no way. There's no way. The Cardinals should go get Derrick Henry. He's scheduled to make $10.5 million in base salary. It's the final year of his deal. Apparently, you know, you just look at what they've done, and they've already cut, like, a lot of veterans. Taylor Lewin, Robert Woods, Zach Cunningham, Randy Bullock. So they've kind of gotten rid of a bunch of guys. So, you know, they're planning to release Bud Dupree. There's a lot of stuff going on. So if they got rid of Henry, they could save $6, 7000000 million in cap space, get off of that salary. He's still a great running back. He's been the best running back in the NFL since he got into the league. But 
you know, you're not one player away. No. You're not one running back away. It would make absolutely no sense to go get a running back on a team that you're not expecting is going to win many football games. We had this conversation earlier this hour about the Cardinals and whether, you know, are, are they tanking? Are they trying to tank? Are, are they, you, you talked about wanting to know what the plan is. Is, is. is this new crew not very good at what they're doing? Or are their actions speaking louder than their words when it comes to what their intentions are with this roster? I'll tell you this right now. If, and this is a big if, if they were to go out and get Derrick Henry, I take back everything I would say about knowing what they were doing and about whether this front office was any good at it. I would have no idea what the hell it would be that they're doing if they went out and got Derrick Henry. That makes no sense. No, you know, I don't know. None. That's why even with the Monty Austin Ford connection, trying to find like a tie, a tie to the Cardinals when they already have James Conner. And by the way, they also drafted a running back last year out of USC in the draft. So they They've got him too. Like it doesn't make any sense that they would want to trade for a running back, especially on a team that's just you know struggling on the offensive line, struggling on a defensive line, cornerback. There's so many other areas of a need. That would be a typical like last year when they went out and drafted a tight end. Like they drafted a tight end, they got a couple of tight ends. Mm -hmm. Like they traded for a star (laughs) running back. They already got a running back. What are they doing? I know. I know. I like. Like I'm. I'm fine with what the Cardinals are doing right now. Okay, I'm, I really am. I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I, I understand it. I, I actually think it's the reasonable thing to do given the state of the roster. Um, so e- even though they haven't announced their intentions or they haven't told us out loud what they're doing, I think it's pretty obvious what they're doing. Doing something like this would make it very unclear what they're doing, and, and which is why I don't think it's going to happen. But, but yeah, you're right. That would be that would be almost something that the last regime would have done. You know, like hey, we've got two tight ends. Like your point, we've got two tight ends. Let's go get another. Hey, let's let's go trade a first round pick for a wide receiver even though we've already overcommitted to the position through the draft and through free agency and everything yeah. else, right? I, I think it would be more likely that you would hear that James Conner's available if anybody wants to trade for him than, you, they, than them going out and getting a running back. Yeah. Like, you're not going to win. James Conner is, you know, he's on a three-year, $21 million contract. One of those years is already gone. So he's on the contract this next season and a year after. If you could get off of that, I think you would. You know, an older running back, well, he's, not, he's 28 years old. But I think that, that you would make more sense to try to trade that running back and save money than go add another running back. Having a one-two punch of James Conner and Derrick Henry when you don't have a quarterback starting the season right now and you've got all these other holes, that doesn't do anything for you. No, no, and it's pro football focus. We have a love-hate relationship with them. Sometimes we love them. Sometimes we hate them. Um, sometimes they make suggestions that are really, really smart, and sometimes they make suggestions where you just got, like, come on, man, that's not going to happen. So this is this to me is one of those, yeah, okay, what? And then to be fair to them, they're projecting that the best fit for Derrick Henry would actually be the Chicago Bears, which seems to make a little more sense to me. They're more in a position where they might want to add a Derrick Henry on the last year of his deal to see if he can get them over the top. The Bears. The Bears are the Bears are where I hope the Cardinals are a year from now. Honestly. Other than the, the quarterback situation's a little bit different. But the Bears went into this offseason armed with the Cardinals the, have the number one overall pick in the draft. With next the year? number one pick in the draft. Yeah. A ton of cap that's, space. It's March, and that's what we're rooting for right now. Cap space galore. Well, and I mean in ten months the Cardinals have the number one pick. That's what we're rooting for. Are, Not a playoff spot. Not a division championship. Am I wrong in rooting for this? No, but just think about how crazy that is. It's March. It's March. 
games don't start for six more months, and we're sitting here like, I really hope that they get the number one pick in the draft hey, next look, year. If you're going to be bad, be bad. Oh, I agree. Like, you, I'm if, a big believer you in that. Own it. Wear yeah. it. Wear it. If, uh-huh. you, if you're if you're going to be bad, do it to the hilt. All the way. And you know what? Maybe that's maybe some people will look at that as a suck. hot take. I don't think it's a hot take at all. I, I I would love to be the Bears a year from now. Armed with a number one pick, yep. gobs of cap space, let's go to work. Let's go to work and let's fill a roster with some players. Let's go for it. Let's let's reset the cap, get ourselves ready for a run, rebuild around Kyler the right way with the right kind of well, then players. You, then you probably don't bring back Kyler until he's 100%. Yeah, well, I think that's... He's 90. Nope, not ready yet. Yep. That, and that's, there ways you Listen, there are ways you can do it. You want to be really bad? Sign one of the worst offensive linemen in the NFL, which they did yesterday. <laughs> sign one of the worst defensive linemen in the NFL, which they did yesterday. Let your two good young players go sign with other teams. Like, you know, if you want a blueprint for, like, how to be bad, they, they're, they're, they're drawing the blueprint I, for you, folks. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being them a year from now because I think that's where the optimism comes from. That's because in the NFL, look, here's the thing. We talk about rebuilds. What did what did Bill Armstrong say? Seven years, right? Well, to be a cup contender. Okay. Not to be a contender, but to be a cup contender. Okay. For Ryan McDonough, it felt like they were perpetually rebuilding. He wanted three or four years of being high lottery team. In the NFL, if you do it right, it takes a year, maybe two. In the NFL, you can turn a program around like that. Yeah, the Jaguars did it. Like that. The Jags did it. So when I say I want the Cardinals to be the Bears a year from now, understand I'm not not sentencing them to five years in NFL prison where they're going to be awful like the Coyotes might be or like the Suns were. I'm talking about a one-year, two-year deal max where they fix this and get right again. Because in the NFL, you can do it like that. Everybody does it like that in the NFL. I just want the Cardinals to do it right. Well, it really helps when you have one of the top five picks at the top of each round of the draft. Yes, it does. Because that really helps. And they'll be in that position this year, and they will. the way things are trending, they're probably going to be in that position again next year. If your bracket is busted, do not worry. Madness Maniacs, you still have a shot at $500. Text the word BUCKS to 62620, and what we're going to do is send you a link to fill out your 16-team bracket now. That's BUCKS to 62620, the Arizona Sports Bracket BUCKS, presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Speaking of rebuilding the roster, who's going to trade for DeAndre Hopkins and win? That's next. Bonus Burns and Gambo right around the corner here on Arizona Sports. Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Get back here with you for some bonus Burns and Gambo action with you until 6.30 tonight when the Suns take on the L.A. Lakers. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30 this evening. Suns on the road. I would presume John Bloom calling this one because it's in Los Angeles, right? Yeah, okay. Al McCoy just doing the home games at this point. And of course, it was announced last week that this is Al McCoy's final year broadcasting Phoenix Suns games. So that? I cherish, cherish those games when you hear them on the radio. When you catch one here on Arizona sports. Hold on to it nice and tight because those are going bye-bye. Yeah, and you don't know you're not, you don't know when the last one's going to be, right? No, you right. just don't know what the last broadcast is going to be. I mean, if it's or if it's 3-3 in the second round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. they could win and go on to the next round or could they could lose and that's the final broadcast. Yeah, you just don't know. You won't know. I would imagine he does all the playoff games. Has that been said? You know what? 
That is a fantastic question. I don't know if it's been communicated whether Al will travel with the team during the postseason. He hasn't traveled with the team during the regular season. It's been John Bloom on the road the entire so I don't I don't know. Okay. I, I don't want to guess. I, I, I don't know what, what, what he's going to do on that one. Speaking of things I don't know, I don't know when or where DeAndre Hopkins is going to get traded. I, I, I don't. I have, nobody seems to at this point. There's been a lot of speculation. There's been a, I think in many ways this has been a classic Gambo operation in that we're kind of doing the process of elimination with where he's not going to go. And I think we can really, you know, we've been ruling out teams for the better part of the last week or so. Dallas is ruled out, I would presume, with Brandon with the Cooks. addition of Brandon Cooks. I think that the Browns have been ruled out now with the trade that went down today with sure. Elijah Moore with giving up a second-round pick to the Jets for Elijah Moore. I'd say that's out. Um, Kansas City, New England, Giants. Yeah, and I don't know. The Giants, who did they add at wide receiver? Didn't they add? No, they added a tight end. Um, oh, who was it? Uh, thank you, Darren Waller from the Raiders. Oh, yeah, thank that was you. A, yeah, yeah, they got, yep, they got Waller. So, so I, does that rule out the Giants? I don't know. Um, maybe that's a little that's a little sketchier because it's a tight end, not a wide receiver. Casey lost Juju Smith Schuster. Yep, and Nicole Hardman and, and Hardman today signed with the Jets. Today, right now, the only rosters they're rocking three are guys: right, Sky Moore, Marquez Valdez Scantling, and um, another young guy, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now then they got Travis Kelsey and he's you know he's really good too, um, so I didn't give that that kind of changes the equation a little bit. But there are teams that we can rule out for DeAndre, and then you factor in the report from Garofolo from yesterday or today, in which he said, "Hop, it's not about money. It's not about where he's going to go. That's going to give him the most money. He wants to go with the right fit." And seemingly that really shrinks the marketplace for him, right? Because if we're talking about fit, then yeah. we're talking about quarterback, like you said earlier. There's a story out of. Buffalo right now, Buffalo Soldiers. DeAndre Hopkins teasing a move to the Bills. This just came out. Uh, on Wednesday night, Hopkins put Bills fans into a frenzy when he posted an Instagram story with lyrics to Buffalo Soldier. And the picture of the story is Hopkins in a car, perhaps on his way out of Arizona. Oh. Said he was a Buffalo Soldier. Oh. I don't know the song. Uh, it's from... Um Bob I know, Marley. I know Buffalo Dreadlock girls Rasta. going round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Yeah. Well, what did you say, Mitch? I said dreadlock Rasta. Yeah, that's right. Bob Marley and the Whalers. Buffalo okay. Soldier. All right. So is he kind of is he kind of hinting there that he could be going to Buffalo? Maybe. So it's a picture of him. I'm looking at the picture. Maybe driving. It's almost like he's driving, like taking a look, like from the back. Like I'm driving away from you. Oh. <laughs> okay. Hopkins deleted the short the story shortly thereafter, but it's been reported all offseason the receiver can uh, be had. Um, yeah, but that's Buffalo Soldier. Now I've got that song. I will not. Re- <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> actually, I don't mind. Those mafia is going crazy if, right now. If you're gonna if you're gonna go for the year war, that's actually not a bad song to get stuck in your head. To be honest with you, all right. I'm looking up Buffalo picks right now. Let's see what they've got. Let's see what the Buffalo Bills have for picks. Okay. All right. They've got okay. First round pick. That's 27th. We're not going to worry about that. They've got the 59th pick overall. That's a late second rounder. They've got the 91st pick in the third round. Uh, they've got 130 overall in the fourth, 137 in the fifth. I'm talking about an organization that needs to be all in on winning. 
Oh, big time. Oh, my gosh. Right? Never won a Super Bowl. Been to four of them. We talked about this a couple days ago. Like, you talked about Jerry Jones being old and wanting to win one. Yeah. Buffalo, they have to win one of these next few years. They have, and I don't know how you quantify that, but they have to. They've, they're as good as you can be without winning a Super Bowl. Every single year for them is title or bust. Every single season. Like, they're expected to win a Super Bowl, and if they don't, it's a failure. There's just no in-between with them. Yeah. They, that is, that's interesting. It is, so he deleted it? He deleted the story. It was an Instagram story. Which I know how to post on Instagram. I'm not really good at the stories, though. But he he posted a story. It says Hopkins deleted the story shortly thereafter. Okay. So it wasn't one of those stories that just evaporated on its own after 24 hours. He deleted it's it. It's not like, no, the only thing I remember doing that is uh, Maxwell Smart. <laughs> Maxwell Smart. Well, no, in, Instagram stories delete after 24 hours. Oh, they do? If oh, they, yeah, they, they go bye-bye. Yeah, they, 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 they go bye-bye. They just bye-bye. go away forever? They just go away. You can save them, but if you don't do anything to save them after 24 hours, they just go away. They're gone. Yeah, they're gone. I don't know what the purpose of it is then? Yeah, just to, I don't know, just to, just to add another challenge right, to well, all it of our didn't lives say, It didn't media. say it went away. It said he, del- he, deleted, he deleted it. it. Okay, yeah. that's different. Um, so... Okay, if it's Buffalo, now that's... Okay, Buffalo. So what? give me the picks Buffalo has. Okay, so 27 in the first round. I'll be not getting that. 59 in the second okay, round. I'll take it. 59. 91 in the third. 59's late second round. Yes, late second Close round. Close to the third. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rod is like... I'm, 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 I'll take the 59th pick for Hopkins oh, right I'd now. I'd be fine with that. Now, the question then becomes, and this is a question we've asked all day with no answers... Do the Cardinals have to eat some of DeAndre Hopkins' money in order to facilitate this? The Texans had to do it with Brandon Cooks in order to get, what, $8 million, I believe, to to cut down on how much Dallas owed him. Do the Cardinals, it was projected, it was suggested, not projected, suggested by Bill Barnwell, talking about the Panthers as a landing spot for DeAndre Hopkins, and he was just suggesting it. But as part of his suggestion, like the Cardinals would put themselves on the hook for like $10 million of D-Hop's $19.5 million salary just to make it more palatable for Carolina to Could take Could Buffalo them. go to you and say, if you take on $10 million, we'll give you the second round pick. If you, if you don't want to take on any, we'll give you the third. I think that could be in play. For anywhere DeAndre Hopkins goes. We'll take the full salary, but you're not going to get our second. You'll get our third. The level of pick you're getting back will be dependent on how much money you're willing to take on. You want to take on some money, we could get you to the second pick, but you got to take on some of that money. I could totally see that being the case. And and I could. Now, Hop goes to Buffalo. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. They've already got Stephon Diggs. So that's really like a big commitment dollar wise to that position. But that might be the kind of desperation level Buffalo's at to try to win a Super Bowl this year. Like, okay, we get it. We're paying a lot of money to our wide receivers. Dang it, we need to win one of these things now. Right now. Yeah, and that that becomes a a nightmare matchup for defensive coordinators having to go against those two guys. Buffalo Soldier. <laughs> I don't know that song. I know Buffalo Girls go around uh, yeah, the outside. L- listen, to, listen to that uh, on your way home. It's it's the good Bob Marley reggae. You know, okay. it's 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 yeah, it's pretty standard stuff. But I mean, good. I just say standard. It's a, it's a good song that every, every time it comes on, yeah, I get a little reggae head bob thing going. No doubt about it. 